International Sports and Entertainment News Right here on GTR GTR morning and welcome to the daybreak news coming up this morning he was caught up by stupidity and naivety inusa fuseni speaks up after son's imprisonment in other stories minority refutes claims of hampering parliamentary business with boycott baumia will win hands down attacks on him will amount to nothing says farouk ali mahama and application for accreditation is not the same as accredited gtech tells tertiary institutions this business pots and showbiz is coming in this morning's bulletin the news will be read by awim temi akansukum now the details Former Tamale Central Member of Parliament Inosa Fuseni has spoken out about the arrest and jailing of his son, Abdul Inusa, in the United States. Abdul Inusa, 32, was sentenced to two years imprisonment after a federal jury found him guilty of his role in the Huntington Bay scheme that defrauded individuals in multiple states through the use of false online personas. The court also instructed him to pay $152,000 in restitution and be placed under three years of supervised release following his time in jail. Speaking for the first time on the matter in an interview, Mr. Fusini said he was shocked and disappointed by his son's actions. However, he said he is of the firm belief that Abdul Inusa was just caught up by stupidity and naivety he further explained that his son registered a company while studying in the u.s and bought cars for people until a car deal he had with his fellow student who was a nigerian led to his arrest now the minority in parliament says its absence from parliament is not hampering the house from conducting business activities the group says though it abandons business activities in the chamber to solidarize with its colleague facing prosecution at the court the majority caucus with its 137 numbers would form a quorum to conduct business speaking on the floor of parliament the minority chief whip governs agboza urged the majority caucus to desist from blaming the inability of the house to conduct parliamentary business on the NDC legislators' boycott. Meanwhile, the Member of Parliament for South Dei, Roxin Nelson Dafiamapo, raised concerns about the lack of quorum to conduct business for the day and called for adjournment. Now, the Member of Parliament for Yendi constituency, Farouk Aliu Mahama, says the Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia is on course to win the impending presidential primary of the governing new patriotic party, NPP. The Vice President faces stiff opposition from nine other aspirants, five of whom would be dropped to pave the way for a special delegates conference that will elect the presidential candidate for the 2024 general elections. 
Dr. Balmier's contenders include former Trade Minister Alan Chamanting and Asin Central MP Kennedy Ejapong, among others. The party has scheduled a special delegates conference on August 26 to whittle the number down to five. But the NDMP Farouk Aliu Mahama believes Dr. Baumia stands tall among his contenders and the delegates would vote for him. Farouk Aliu Mahama also fought off claims that MPs have abandoned parliament to campaign for the vice president. He described the assertions as inaccurate. For some days now, Parliament has struggled to form a quorum to do business, with a minority claiming that NPP MPs are following the vice president around. According to Farouk Aliu Mahama, the NPP MPs respect their duties in Parliament and have never left the House to follow the vice president on his campaign tours. Meanwhile, the National Council of the New Patriotic Party is expected to deliberate and decide on the recommendations of the vetting committee on the flag bearer aspirants Thursday. This follows the adoption of the committee's report by the National Steering Committee of the party at its meeting in Accra last Tuesday. The Professor Aaron Mike Okwe Presidential Vetting Committee cleared all the 10 aspirants in the upcoming presidential primary subject to the approval of the National Council. In other stories, the Deputy Director General of the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, GTEC, Professor Ahmed Abdullahi Jinapur, says it is not automatic for an institution to receive accreditation after it has tendered in its application. According to him, there are specific criteria tertiary institutions must meet before they are given accreditation to run courses. According to him, his outfits had noticed that some tertiary institutions start running programs after applying for accreditation, which he says is wrong. Speaking on the polls, the idea needs to fade. You cannot publish a program on the premise that you have applied for accreditation. If you apply for a job and you apply for admission into a school, there is no guarantee that you are going to be admitted. When asked why the GTEC would not sanction schools for non-compliance, he said, we have had the problem that has fested all this while. You cannot come and jail people or put people in cells when in actual fact, the attitude towards accreditation has been non-existent. Professor Jinapo said, in order to ensure that institutions follow the right process and get accreditation before running courses, it will begin with publishing in newspapers names of unaccredited programs the various institutions were running to deter people from applying for those courses, which will also push the school to do the right thing. He added that his outfit was working around the clock to ensure that all tertiary institutions run accredited courses. Until then, he charged the managers of institutions to ensure that the right thing is done. The Auditor General's 2021 report has revealed that 374 academic programs at the University of Ghana are unaccredited. Out of the 374 courses, 14 of them are diploma programs, 80 of the 374 programs are undergraduate courses 
postgraduate and accredited courses are 213 and 67 PhD courses. According to the auditors, the university advertised 374 academic programs on the various web portals that had the accreditation expire or requires a re-accreditation during the period under review, portions of the report indicated. Now, in business, recent data from the Ghana Statistical Service shows that the producer price inflation PPI for the month of June 2023 fell marginally to 29.2% from the 30.3% recorded in May 2023. This represents a 1.1 percentage point decrease in producer inflation relative to the rate recorded in May 2023. However, the month-on-month change in the PPI between May 2023 and June 2023 was 0.6%. Producer price inflation is the average prices of goods and services received by domestic producers for their production activities. According to data from the Ghana Statistical Service, the mining and quarrying, electricity and gas, transportation and storage, and accommodation and food and services recorded the rates above the national average, while the information and communication activity recorded the lowest rate of 11.1% in June 2023. In the services sector, the rates decreased from 18.1% in May 2023 to 17.6% in June 2023. The construction sector also recorded a decrease from 20.0% in May 2023 to 19.3% in June 2023. Now moving to sports, Buhari Tamimu, the uncle of the late Kabiru Moro, a former striker for Kumasi Asante Kotoko, has attributed his death to cardiac arrest. The ex mediumer and RTU attacker tragically passed away Tuesday, 18th July 2023, while participating in a community football match. The 35-year-old collapsed on the pitch in Akotia, located in the eastern region, and unfortunately did not regain consciousness. Tamimo, in an interview, shared his belief regarding the cause of his nephew's death, saying, Honestly, we are yet to take the medical report from the hospital, but from looking at the things, I believe it was a cardiac arrest. Buhari Tamimu went on to provide a detailed account of the incident that led to the death of his nephew. I was in the house when I called to talk to a friend, he recounted. The friend just told me, haven't you heard what has happened? He told me Kabiru has passed and he went to tell me that they were playing football on the page. There is a page in Akotia called Chinese Park which is very close to the family house so that's where he we normally plays football all the time so as they were playing football he was given a pass and he also released a pass to one of his teammates according to reports after releasing the pass to one of his teammates then he fell on his knee so they thought it was one of the dizziness so the friends were calling him old man not knowing he was suffering so they quickly rushed him to the hospital. When they got there, the doctor tried his best, but unfortunately, he couldn't survive. 
The late Kabiru Moro burial took place Wednesday, July 19, in accordance with Islamic customs. Now, to some showbiz, evangelist and founder of Worldwide Miracle Outreach, Reverend Canon Dr. Lawrence Nene Kofitete, has been one of the prominent Ghanaians who has on several occasions rekindled the memory of the late dancehall artist Ebony Reigns. Since the demise of the late songstress, Dr. Lawrence Tete has often recounted her last days on earth due to an encounter he had with Ebony Reigns before her death. In an interview with the media, the international evangelist, while reminiscing about the departure of the late artist, the band claims that Ebony was rich before she died. He revealed that the late musician was in the process of breaking through as she was planning on traveling to Europe, which he was to support before her untimely death. According to Dr. Lauren Stetter, Ebony had nothing. Ebony was not 21 years old when she died. She died before she turned 21. Ebony's biggest contract with Bullet and his team had not materialized before she died. Ebony had also never been to Europe before she died. He added that the demise of the Mamesha hitmaker instead paved opportunity for her family where he, Dr. Lawrence Tete, secured a visa for them to travel to Europe. The Reverend Minister further revealed how his untimely intervention in the organization of Ebony's funeral resulted in the success of her funeral service as her family was financially weak. Dr. Lawrence Tete also mentioned that the venue of the funeral, the forecourt of the state house, was secured with his help and he introduced their father Opoku Kwating to some political leaders. Due to his encounter with Ebony where she received Christ before she died, he considered her funeral a crusade and grabbed the chance to preach the gospel to all attendees. His sermon created a relationship between him and the majority of Ghanaian celebrities including Shatawale and Efia Shasnega. Despite the fact that Ebony's death was shocking to many Ghanaians, Reverend Lawrence Tetep is forever thankful to God that she received salvation 72 hours before she died. Born Prisla Opoku Kwating, Ebony died alongside two others on February 8, 2018, while returning from Sinyani to Accra after a visit to her mother. Their vehicle collided with a VIP bus around 11.30 p.m. at Nyamebechere near Mankraso in the Ahafwano South District of the Ashanti region. And that's it with the Daybreak News on Ghana Talks Radio. Log on to www.ghanatalksradio.com for more of these stories and follow us, Ghana Talks Radio, on all social media platforms. The news was read by Awintemi Akansukum. And I say thanks so much for making time. Have a good morning. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR. Ghana Talks Radio.